Hi, this is Sam and welcome to Inglogic. Today's pronunciation lesson on homophones was inspired by Easter, more specifically by Lent, which is the 40 days before Easter. Here I have a whole video on Easter and if you want more information about Carnival and Lent, you have another video over here. Since the sounds lend spell three different words with three different meanings, I thought I'd make a second video on homophones that are ever so slightly less talked about than the usual ones. Here you have the first video that I've made on homophones where I also talk about the logic behind them and how our brain perceives them. We'll see a few individual sounds first, then we'll also see how even short sentences can sound exactly the same but spell and mean completely different things. With all the sounds we're going to analyse, as a little experiment I would like you to pause the video after I say them so you can see how many words you can come up with and you can think of and then you can check if they match mine. Starting from Lent, the most obscure word that these sounds spell is L-E-N-T, which, as we said earlier, is the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert before Easter. Lent is also the simple past and past participle of the verb lend, lend, lent, lent, where lent is spelt again L-E-N-T, and that means that you let someone borrow something from you. So you can say, I have lent Tom my car for the day. Lent is also the simple past and past participle of the verb lean, lent, lent, or also lean, leaned, leaned, but in this case it's spelled L-E-A-N-T, and this means that you move your body in a specific direction, usually like that, so you can say that Tom was leaning against the wall while he was waiting for me. What about the sounds you? Obviously, the first thing that springs to mind is you, Y-O-U. And as a fun fact about a word that you will never, ever use in your life or even need, E-W-E, pronounced exactly like you, means a female sheep. If I give you the sounds flu, I'm sure you can think of two words, but there's actually a third one, which is fairly pointless and very obscure. Obviously, flu, F-L-E-W, is the simple past of fly, flu, flow. F-L-U is short for influenza, and it's a very common disease, especially in the winter. But we also have F-L-U. E, pronounced exactly like flu, and it's a pipe that takes smoke and air from a building and it takes it outside. The sounds sight give S-I-G-H-T, which is one of the five senses, it's the ability to see, the act of seeing, and also something that you can see. We have a lot of idioms with it, one of them is out of sight, out of mind, meaning that people stop thinking about someone or something and potentially they stop suffering um, for the fact that they're not there if they don't see them for a while. So they soon start forgetting about them, basically. S-I-T-E is an area where something important happened, like an archaeological site or a historical site. It's also a place where something is being built, like a building site. It's also a place used for a specific 
purpose, like a camping site. It's an area where people go camping. The formal verb cite means to mention something as evidence. You can say insanity was cited as the cause of his actions. It's also a synonym for to quote. You can say that in her essay she cites her favorite author, meaning that she uses the exact same words that her favorite author once. Said. There are also a few more technical meanings about this word, but I will let you look them up for yourselves. The sounds fur give f u r, which is the hair of an animal, or the skin of an animal with its hair still on it, used for clothes. But what not many people know is that f i r, still pronounced fur, is the name of the specific type of tree that we use for Christmas, and I have a whole video on Christmas over here. The sounds sent give the simple past and past participle of the verb send, sent, sent. C e n t is a hundredth of a dollar, and S c e n t is a pleasant fragrance and smell. You can say I like the scent of the scandal. You can also use it as a verb, which we don't usually do, but we use it as an adjective in the past participle. You can say I like lavender scented candles. The sounds pain give p a i n, which is suffering, but also. P A N E, which is a glass panel used for windows and doors, and this pun is often used in songs when they say window pane. Technically, a window pane, spelled P A N E, is a glass panel, but in songs they use it to refer to the fact that maybe you watch your、um, your partner. Go away and leave you from the window. So they mean it as window pane, as in P A I N. So it's painful. It gives you pain and suffering to watch your partner go. What about the sounds prize? We all know P R I Z E, which is something that you win. We also have a not very common verb, which is P R I. S E, which means to forcefully lift something off something else. You can say that after five minutes, I finally managed to prise the lid off the jar. Careful, because the difference in spelling is only typical to British English, whereas in American, both these words are spelled as P R I Z E. The sounds pole give P O L E, which is usually a metal. Bar, but also P O L L, which is a synonym for survey. Basically, when you ask people questions and then you record their answers and results. Earlier, we said that also short sentences can sound exactly the same. So look at these two. In the first one, we have she's got away. In the second one, she's got a way of. Doing things, for example, when you pronounce them in a sentence, they sound exactly the same. Which is, she's got away. She's got away. She's got away. She's got away. Only from the context do we understand that in the first one we have the present perfect of the verb to get away. So she, she's left. In the second one, we understand that she has got away means that she possesses and owns a way of doing things. And look at this 
T-O-O, T-W-O, and the strong form of T-O are pronounced exactly the same, two. And here I have a whole video on strong and weak forms. So if we look at these two sentences, which have different meanings, in terms of pronunciation, they sound exactly the same. I want them to. I want them to. There is, however, a difference here, but it's not about pronunciation, it's about intonation. In the first sentence, both want and to are content words, which means they carry stress. So we need to stress both of them and we say, I want them to. I want them to. Now, in the second sentence, although to, as in T-O, is pronounced in its strong form because it's at the end of a sentence. It's not a content word, it's just a function word, so it doesn't carry stress, meaning that the only word that is stressed in the sentence is want. So we say, I want them to, I want them to. So comparing the first to the second sentence, we have, I want them to, I want them to. I want them to, I want them to. And that's it for today. If you like this video, please don't forget to give it a thumbs up and to subscribe to my channel down below. And do let me know in the comments if you have any questions about these specific words and sounds, if you can think of any other words that these sounds can give. And in the meantime, I will see you next week with another explanation video.